I'm Matt Gray, and I'm joined weekly by Dr. J. We're both certified financial planners, and we talk about how child-free life impacts your finances. This is Child-Free Life and Money. everyone. This is Matt Gray joined by Dr. J. We're on the Child Free Life and Money podcast here. This is our inaugural episode. So kicking it off, right? And uh, we're going to make it pretty pretty simple today, actually. We're just going to be talking about our stories getting into Child Free, uh, the community itself, but also what kind of led up to that, why we are child free, um, and maybe it can relate to some people out there and what stories they have. So uh, to kick it off here, Dr. J, maybe give us a quick introduction of yourself uh, and kind of where you are now, what you're doing now. And then on the on the tales of that, yeah, maybe start sharing a little bit uh, about your story of, you know, joining and being child-free and joining the community. So Matt, is this the therapy couch we're on? Like, am I supposed to like, you know, this one time in my life or? You know? <laughs> whatever you want, Dr. J. I mean, you're the doctor here. Uh, I would say whatever you want to do, but I think uh, we're just curious as to, yeah, like what what are some of the examples of stories that have led people to to get into this lifestyle and, and this approach to life? Yeah, so um, me and my wife, we are child-free. Um, yeah, that, that goes without saying. It's interesting to me, you know, everybody has a different path. For my wife and I, when we were dating, I found out she had a 50-50 chance of dying if she got pregnant. And that kind of made the decision kind of easy for us to a point, you know, I'm not going to take that chance. But it's been really interesting watching people's reaction to it. Uh, Some of our family were supportive. Some of it are like, you're crazy. Some people are like, hey, well, you could work with doctors and take a chance. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking a (laughs) just Yeah. It's it's like, but the interesting thing to me is everybody has an opinion. You know, everybody right. has an opinion about what you should do with your life. And, you know, we jokingly call it the life script. You know, you need to get married, have kids. And we had, we got married and people are like, why? If you're going to ha- not have kids, why bother getting married? Right. And there was this moment I'm like, well, because we love each other. You know, they just got to they're like, well, but so. All right. This one, this one's a little kooky. My wife grew up Catholic. Okay. I grew up Protestant, and she wanted to get married in Catholic Church. Sure, no problem. I wasn't worried about it. Go to meet with the priest, say, hey, we want to get married. And they say, yep, you have to agree to have kids and raise them Catholic. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we'll raise them Catholic. We're not going to have them. And they go, oh, no, 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 no. You have to have kids and raise them Catholic. Interesting. Interesting. We actually had to, went to three churches. I went to the one where she grew up in, could not get married in the Catholic Church. Because we were child-free. Wow. I didn't realize that that was a thing for the Catholic Church. Although, uh, I, I guess I'm not totally surprised. And not to go into like the politics and religion side of it, but them having uh, a bit of aversion in some areas to contraceptives. Not a huge surprise, I suppose, uh, that there would be some opposition there. Well, I mean, and this is 12 years ago, so it might be different now. But, I mean, it, it's it's it was shocking to us, at least. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, great. You guys can get married, just not at our church. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. So how, about you? how about you, Matt? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was raised probably similarly to you. Uh, Protestant household, very much so kind of taught the life script of, um, you know, I always say 
you grow up, you go to school, you do the best you can as a kid. You probably do some extracurriculars, I don't know, sports or band or whatever it is. And you graduate from high school, you go to college, get your degree. Uh, most parents won't say it out loud, but they probably don't want you to study English or something. They probably want you to study something more uh, what they would deem as productive, uh, which I did. I studied finance and economics, did the whole thing. Uh, and as I got older and older and more educated, I started questioning the life script a little bit of like, well, why does it have to be done that way or this way, so on and so forth? And uh, like I was pretty much out of the Protestant circles by the time I went off to college or early within college. And then the whole idea of having kids, I was very much so of the mindset of like, I'm not even close. That's way down the road. And that thought kind of stayed with me. I never moved beyond that thought. And then I got to the point in my mid-20s where I was like, I'm pretty much lean and no. The only reason I would have kids at that point is if it was a deal breaker for a significant other in the future. And then the final, uh, the, the final straw is when I was diagnosed with kidney failure in 2019 and found out that like I have terrible genes, uh, for one. And uh, two, like I know that my own life is going to be shortened because of that diagnosis and the medication I'm on uh, means that there's a high risk of birth deformities and things like that and, and uh, learning disabilities, physical deformities, stuff like that. So there's like a, similar to your wife's story, like there are a lot of risks, not with my own life necessarily, but with someone, an unborn person's life, what their life could turn out to be, which may be horrible. Um, so I think that was the final straw of me already being 80, 20, no, not going to have kids. And then got the diagnosis like, all right, hundred percent, no, not having kids. And I think once I realized that it fit like a glove, kind of like, oh yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's the obvious choice and it's been the obvious choice this whole time, even before I got sick. So I'm glad I found it because that's what fits me and my life best. Like, I don't really, I don't have the patience for kids. I don't want kids. I don't particularly like kids. And I think I was kind of convinced, maybe not convinced is the right word, but kind of like kept the thought of having kids alive with a lot of the bingo things. Like, oh, but when they're your kids, uh, you'll like them. Or, you know, someday you'll want someone to take care of you or whatever people say. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I will. And then now I've realized like, ah, no, that's all kind of bullshit. So uh, got past all that, but that's really what my path was. I think a lot of people know early on and they're like, oh, I was 14 and I knew I didn't want to have kids. And for me, it was much more of a slow burn kind of tilting towards no more and more as time went on. And now I'm I don't know. I would say 110%, but I'm speaking to an academic. So I was, I'm 100% no on the kids thing. There's no such thing as 110%. Well, so when I was doing my research for my book, Portrait of Child-Free Wealth, I interviewed 26 people from around the country and I asked them why they chose to be child-free. And there was like a wide range where it's like medical, personal, like, you know, maybe they have medical issues like you were talking about. Maybe it's a personal, like behavioral trait, other things they didn't want to pass on trauma. Some people were, you know, around uh, climate, politics, I mean, all different range. But what was interesting to me was the amount of people that said, I never realized till later in my life that it was a choice. Right. Yeah. There's like yeah. this, this aha, like, huh, I don't have to. Now, you, right. if you want to, that's okay. If you don't want to, that's okay, too. I, yeah, I'm very much kind of a libertarian approach of, I don't get a vote in their life. They don't get a vote in mine, you know. Right. Whatever anyone wants to do, that's their choice. But it was amazing to me how many people, you know, and you and I just had some similar going, 
well, something happened in life. Like, oh, I guess we cannot have kids. And it's like, yeah. huh. And, and I don't know why it's such a like weird thing not to have kids. Like, okay, so uh, yeah, I'm the academic and I'll give you stats. A study out of Michigan found that 27% of adults self-identify as child-free. And the definition they used was don't have kids, aren't planning on having. So 27%. And the census found that 11% of the adults over 55 are child-free. So we're talking about huge, huge percentages. But yet, like, we're like the one group you can still pick on or like, you know, uh, well, you'll change your mind. I mean, could you imagine saying that to another minority group? You'll change your mind. You would this, never say that. Right, right. But to the yeah. child-free community, it's okay. I don't get it. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up the whole idea too of like you had an event where then you went, oh, child free isn't genuinely, it's not really an option for us. It's not a sensible option. So now you kind of accept it and you're like, oh, this is great. I wish we would have just independently had thought of this earlier. It almost seems like in your case and in my case, there was this um, unofficial permission given due to health things where it's almost like to your point, like we all have the freedom to not have children, but even for us mentally, we almost needed this catalyst to be like, here's your permission. You don't need to have children. Here's something that happened to you or is in a situation that you're in. And I wonder if like other people out there kind of have this feeling of, of like needing permission almost like, oh, you know, I was going to have kids. I was expected to have kids. My parents have been really upset if I didn't, you know, carry the family name or whatever the random things that keep people come up with. But I mean, can we declare people have permission to not have kids here? And now they hear this, you, this is your event of permission. <laughs> hey, hey, if you have that power, man, I mean, Leo, let's go ahead and do it. But it <laughs> um, I, when I was hearing your story, I thought of uh, someone I interviewed, uh, Ryan, and uh, he's in my book is Ryan A. And Definitely child-free, always life, always wanted to be child-free, married somebody, they were child-free, and then his wife changed his mind. And I said to him, I said, well, what'd you do? Like, like, right. can, like, I gotta ask you that question. Right. And his answer was, well, we tried. And the reason is he said he'd rather be miserable than have her be miserable. Uh, now, I mean, those are his, those are his words, and he said, "Well, you know, I can I work from the office, so we could pay for our nanny. We could we they had enough money to afford it." He said, "I'd rather be miserable." Turns out, in the end, they actually had some fertility issues, so they didn't end up having children. And I said to him, "I said, do you have any regrets?" Kind of, you know, he's like, "No, it worked out fine." Um, but like for me, I, I'm interviewing this guy, and I'm like, I have no clue what I would do if my wife changed her mind tomorrow. Uh, we actually check back with each other frequently on that one. Um, but it's like, okay, dating child-free, that's a whole other world. I've been married for too long. Maybe you could figure that one out. But I mean, like, <laughs> like we just have to figure out, uh, the you know, the what's compatible baggage or not. Right. And, you know, what's a deal changer or not. And I think a lot of people, kind of like your story, were fence sitters. You know, they like, eh, I could have kids. I could not. Depends on what my spouse wants. I don't know. And then there are those people that are like, you know, I, I have people in my book that at 21 got their tubes tied because they're like, nope, decided never having kids. I'm just clear. So, I mean, it's, right. it's a range. Right. Yeah, completely. So this book, you've mentioned it a couple of times, like where can people find your book or look into that? Where, where would they pick that up? So since we're launching the podcast, um, I decided I'm going to make Matt pay for it. 
But you can get a free copy uh, of the ebook at childfreewealth.com slash book. You can actually download it. Um, I will just be billing that to Matt every copy. So as long Perfect. as Matt's okay with that, we're good. Um, you can also <laughs> pick up the audio book in the, in the paperback everywhere books are sold. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've read the book. It's fantastic. And I think it's great uh, that it has, it's exactly what the, the title is. It's portraits of people who are child-free. So it's kind of like we've done today and given very quick snapshots of our own stories. They're, they're really compelling stories to your point of all these different reasons people have decided not to be uh, parents. And, and to your point, you know, medical things. That, and there's some things as simple as, I just didn't want them. I like my free time, you know, and things like that. There's all kinds of reasons. But I think there's something there to relate to I wouldn't say everyone necessarily you always have outliers, but nearly everyone would find someone in there and be like, that's basically my story or that's so close to my story that um, you'll find in the community of the child, the child free community as a whole, you're going to find people that are quite a bit like you and have very similar backgrounds. Uh, and, and I think you really shine a light on that in your book. Absolutely. And the bonus, Matt, is we're going to be able to pull data out of that when we're doing these podcasts. So I also did hundreds of surveys with child free folks. Because I wanted to understand, you know, I've got my own personal experience, but I'm a researcher by nature. I want to understand what everybody else's experience was like. And it's not everyone, literally, but, you know, a lot of people across the country. And it's funny. In the end, I asked the question, what does child-free wealth mean? And the answer was, I have the time, money, and freedom to do what I want. That's it. doesn't mean you're rich. Like, some people have very little money, but you have some money, you right. know. You know, but you have the time, money, and freedom to do what you want. You know, the hard part now is, okay, now what? And that could right. be a little, um, you know, analysis paralysis routine. But, hey, we're all there. And and we're not that weird. Like, there's a lot of us out there. We just don't talk to each other. Yet. Some of us are pretty weird, Dr. J. I'm just going to say. Hey, call me out like that. But Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I think it's a good point uh, that, uh, yeah, the time, freedom, uh, and, you know, potentially resources as well, money, things like that, that, that kind of come along with it are uh, pretty compelling reasons, but also are oft mentioned reasons as to why people kind of have pursued the, the lifestyle and didn't want to become parents. So uh, it's quite normal. We definitely see it growing more and more in the U.S. as well. I can't really speak to international populations, but I think it's kind of growing there as well in quite a few areas. Um, I think even in China right now, they're like starting, they used to have like the one child policy and now they're like trying to get people to have more children. <laughs> uh, so I think it's becoming quite prevalent. And I think a lot of these issues are pretty common for a lot of people. Um, so it's becoming more and more mainstream. Where can people go to find content or like uh, resources or groups of people who are also child-free uh, in their areas or, or virtually? Yeah, so I've been having a lot of um, fun diving into the communities. So there's a child-free Reddit, which uh, Reddit is an interesting beast, uh, just the, the whole community, and, and it can get a little um, challenging, let's call it that. Right. Trying to be polite about that. Um, there are, of course, some Facebook groups for child-free. They actually, uh, just recently, we had child-free convention. Uh, there's actually the Childless Collective Summit. There's a bunch of different groups doing this out there. And if you if you start Googling the words child-free, childless, um, You'll see people have different definitions, and that's okay, whatever fits you. But there are communities. And Matt, I heard you actually started one in your local area. Yeah. So uh, 
we we just had uh, an event a couple weeks ago at this point uh, to really kick off the group. It's a really young group, uh, and we're um, I mean we had something like eighteen people show up to our first event here in Denver, which is where I'm based. And to think that you launch a group and in a couple weeks you have enough people to generate an eighteen person group, and that's just the people who could attend. Uh, I think the amount of people who have joined the group has surpassed a hundred at this point. So. Uh, the community is out there. There are people looking for that. Um, and in, in Denver, my group is called the, the Denver Child Free Social uh, is what you can, can look into and find us there. Um, but I think there's a lot of local organizations now or even like informal groups that get together quite a bit, but uh, as well as the ones you've mentioned, Child Free Convention, things like that, that are more of the national uh, level or, or trying to get out there pretty pretty vocally that way. So um, yeah, I'd encourage people to look for local groups because I think you'll find yourself at home quite quickly, even in the small group that uh, I'd met with a couple of weeks ago here in Denver. It felt that we were, you know, sitting around a table for, for five or 10 minutes before the whole group was chatting and laughing together and, and sharing a lot of those experiences that you're hoping to achieve. But, uh, and again, not to pick on parents, you just find it more difficult to get with parents and your your friends who have become parents, their schedules are a little bit more full and they've got all these things to do with the kids. Being able to find people in your community who don't have kids also helps a lot to have someone you have a fundamental uh, similarity with, but then also typically broad strokes here, have a slightly more open calendar and might be able to uh, get together a, a bit more often. Well, and I think it matters by area. So my wife and I, um, because we're both PhDs, we, we've moved quite a bit. We just recently moved uh, 1,200 miles and we moved to Mississippi. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to get the same turnout as you are if I do a child-free group in Mississippi. I just, just it is. Right. Um, when I was in the Northeast, yeah, I could have done the same thing. When I was in the Midwest, everything was around family and kids. So I think it matters where you are and the community you're in. Um, I think you're right, Denver, you're in a good place and you, know, yeah. <laughs> you probably got a little more open um, discussions and things and that's okay. Um, but it's interesting because parents rely on, you know, play dates and other things to get together and PTAs. And we don't have those, you know, right. so we have to make our own communities. Completely. Um, and depending on the community, I'm kind of, I'm here in Mississippi and I kind of have like hush hush. Oh, I do child free stuff. Like, like, it's kind of like, it's, it's not politically correct to do that. Mm -hmm. So I go more on the online side because that's where I'm going to find the people that that I can talk to and, and get to know and work through. I think the other thing is, let's be real, we're a little weird being the child-free men. So you got the sure. child-free girls podcast, a few of those other, you know, I, I'll tell you, the ladies have us beat on child-free communities, um, rightfully so, and it works, and they've got great communities. But uh, child-free men exist also. Um, right. The, right. The right. census data that I quoted actually found there are more child-free men than there are child-free women. You right. wouldn't believe that based on the groups that are out there and some of the data. Um, a lot of the books published are, are around, you know, the, the live childless life and all that, and it's really important to women. Right. Um, but we don't talk about the same thing for men. I don't know right. why, but uh, hopefully you and I can uh, tackle some of that when we're doing these podcasts. Yeah, that would be great. I think fundamentally, to call it out, you and I have very little to do with bearing children uh, as men. So that probably has a decent amount, decent amount to do with it. Uh, but yeah, we can definitely dive into those topics as this goes on. Uh, and maybe, maybe that's a good kind of segue into kind of what to expect from this podcast going forward. 
and what we, we might kind of see going forward. So the expectation here is that we're going to try to set out a podcast once a week uh, beginning today, which is August 1st. So we'll go once a week starting then. Um, we're going to, I mean, probably have these conversations, hopefully target uh, fairly quick. We don't want to have multiple hour sessions and discussions, even though we know between the two of us, we certainly could. Um, we'll have to break them down into series and, and various episodes. Uh, but then, yeah, we also have uh, contact information. We really encourage people to get involved with the podcast, sending in questions. Uh, if you've got really unique stories or perspectives, we'd love to, to chat with you and maybe bring you on. But you can reach out to us at childfreepodcast at gmail.com and able to reach us directly there. Uh, send in questions, topics that you'd like to hear us discuss. Uh, anything like that as well. Uh, and I think particularly to kind of, I don't know if we have explicitly called it out yet, but both Dr. J and myself are financial planners that focus on the child-free community. So a number of our discussions will be finance related and we will kind of dive into some of those finance topics. But at the same time, as Dr. J mentioned, we're going to talk a lot of stuff like today where it's not really diving into the finances. We're talking about just the overall topic of being child-free. Maybe from our perspective, we can talk a bit more about how being a man and child-free is different from, uh, well, I don't know if we can speak to how it is being a child-free woman, but our own perspective there. Uh, and so I think those are kind of the topics that we'll be getting into over the, the coming series from the podcast. Yeah, and for the quiz question for everybody watching or listening, there's a reason we launched it on August 1st. You may not know this, but August 1st is International Child Free Day. Um, it's been around for years and it's kind of coming back. We're trying to talk about that more and say, okay, we exist. Um, go ahead and Google it. You'll see a lot of great history. They actually give out awards. Um, we're recording this in advance, so I don't know who, got, who won this year, but uh, congratulations to whoever it is. And, you know, we as a community can grow and learn from each other. Absolutely. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know uh, what you'd want to hear from us and uh, tune in next time as uh, we'll continue to be covering very important topics for the child-free community as a whole. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll be on our next podcast in a week. Thanks. Child-Free Life and Money is an educational and entertainment podcast only. For further disclosure, look at our websites at www.anthrophywealth.com or www.childfreewealth.com. Either way, consult with your financial planner to see if anything we discuss pertains to you. Thanks for listening.